Take me home, Fury Road. Gasoline will explode. Charlie's there on. Give me a heart on Fury Road. Fury Road. Fury Road, Riley Keogh, really, honestly. Have you seen any of the other Mad Max movies at all? I have watched half of The Road Warrior. Okay. For a very bad reason, which is that I I kind of sort of ran a sci-fi convention at my college when I was in college. And we had Virginia Hay, who was in that movie, as as a guest at that convention. The whole thing was a complete shit show. So I don't remember much about it. But that kind of turned me off of Mad Max at the time because it was an unpleasant experience all around. Yes, you're like, oh, it's it's not necessarily the movie's fault. It's just every single thing that has gone on surrounding this event. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Well, I am. Gosh, I had only seen Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. And that's Mm -hmm. the one that like George Miller kind of directed half of it. There's actually like a lot of... um, uh, People think that uh, his co-director did a lot more than maybe uh, some people suspected. So this was quite an experience to mm-hmm. get uh, the full-on fury of this, as as I believe George Miller intended. Yeah. What were your thoughts on this movie? Well, well hold on. Let, let, let's 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 introduce the podcast first, really quick. Oh, that's right. Well, welcome to. <laughs> She's an actress. In this series, we're talking about the movies of Charlize Theron. Today, we are talking about the, I believe, 2015 movie by George mm-hmm. Miller, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, Missy, you, you already introduced the movie. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I have specific thoughts about it. Uh, I thought it was very... I thought Charlize was a really interesting choice to play um, Imperator Furiosa compared mm-hmm. to some of the other roles in the movie. But... Um, yeah, I think we had talked about some, some sort of, I think like, um, neither of us had seen it. And I think we had some, some, some concerns about it partially just because it was so hyped and yeah. it's a very good movie. I really, I really did like it. Um, I don't think I was like blown away at the, at the way other people are, but I also think that I'm just less, this is the, le- th- this type of action is less interesting to me than I think other types of action. I think I would take the more like hand-to-hand fighting style the stuff that you would see in the matrix over this yeah. necessarily but it was it was extremely good and um i did i really did like it um what did you think i do you know what i have pretty much a similar assessment i really enjoyed it i thought the performances were good i think all the stunt work obviously is s tier it was fantastic to see so much practical stuff done um i i agree uh, so the person who I watched it with is one of my best friends, been a friend for a long time, loves movies. And he said this was one of his top five films that has been made in like the 21st century. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And I and I could watch it. I'm like, oh, yes. Like, you know, I get why this could blow people away. And I, there were moments, there were like some moments and some shots where it's just like, holy shit, this is like intense. But I'm with you, not necessarily on the hand to hand, like that analogy of it, but in terms of like, this just isn't my 100% favorite type of film. But if you're going to do a film like this, holy shit, they did a great job at it. And so, yeah. yes, this is 
one of the better things that we have watched objectively uh, in our film oeuvre. So yes, I, I really did enjoy the experience watching it. Yeah, and if anything, I kind of, it was, I liked it, but, it, and, 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 and they gave Charlize a lot to do, but at the same time, it felt like they didn't give her a lot to do. Like a lot of, a lot of her acting was sitting in the, sitting in the cab of the, the war rig, just like looking over her shoulder, like on the cover of the, of the DVD, basically. Yeah. A lot of a, those a shots. A lot of, a lot of glancing, a lot of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is called Mad Max, so obviously he's going to be doing a lot of the action, but a lot of it was like, oh, we're in trouble, and Mad Max is hanging off of a car, climbing on it, and yeah. she's just shifting gears, and boom, boom, that's, that's her, her deal. Let, but let, let, she... let's, get, let's get into the, um, the, um, the, the war pig in the room, or sorry, the, blood, the, the, <laughs> the blood bag in the room. The, let's get into the blood yeah. bag in the room, which is, I don't like Tom Hardy, I think, is what I've realized. Okay, Interesting. I I, like, on. I I think the first thing I saw him in was Inception, and he's fine in that. He's kind of whatever. Um, then I saw I really do like The Dark Knight Rises. I actually like The Dark Knight Rises a lot more than I think other people do. It's it's Same. Probably, it's Same. honestly my favorite of the three of the three Nolan trilogy. But um, but yeah, I just it it just it didn't work for me. He he didn't work for me. Like I I understand that he I understood that he was playing the character that was previously played by Mel Gibson, like you know Max in 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 Mad Max. Mm-hmm. But the first like ten minutes of the movie where he's sort of having visions of all these people who has who who have died and stuff, that just felt kind of flat for me. I don't know. What what did you think? Uh, this is where we're going to be an opposite on this. I love Tom Hardy. I think he's so interesting to watch. I really liked his portrayal of Max. I wasn't really comparing it at all to the previous thing I'd seen, um, Thunderdome, because, uh, frankly, Mel was one of the least interesting parts of that. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. more a movie about Tina Turner and Master Blaster than yeah. it is anything. Um, but yeah, I I thought that he um, understood the assignment. I really enjoyed his um, things. And and actually, I, I, I thought the flashbacks to where he's seeing envisionings of death and his dead daughter who he wasn't able to save um which is a reference to i believe the first one or the road warrior mm. um that, okay. uh, his his wife and daughter are ran over at the very end of it i think it's the first one and that's what sets him on sort of the path that he does so the visions that he has at the beginning we see the car going toward this little girl i assumed at least that was what they were referencing i mean that, maybe it just is meant to that- be that you that know, sounds right. I didn't get any of that context. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was and I I was picking up what they were putting down, but still, just the fact that he's haunted by visions of people he couldn't save, and it's clear within the film they just they don't reference it outright, but you know they they do imply that this was clearly something that you know he's used to death, he's used to um, unlawlessness and people who have power trampling on those who don't. And in this movie, obviously power is represented by the vehicles, the control of gas, the control mm-hmm. of water. I'm know, sorry. I believe you, I believe you mean there. the control of guzzoline. Guzzoline. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. Guzzoline. I, uh, I, I really liked how this, like, I, I know that Mad Max itself is, is its own world, but they really like, they made so many choices to call things different things and to give it and to give it different names. And, and I really liked that. I thought it was very, um, it was, it felt fresh. It felt like, Oh, it's like, this is, this is kind of like sci-fi or fantasy the way I want it to be done where they're not just aping existing stuff. They're actively, they're actively coming up with new words for these things. Um, yes. 
it has its great world building. You really understand the stakes of this world, especially when, you know, early on. Um, so, so I guess we should we, we kind of break it down. Um, the, the central hub where Mad Max ends up is this, I don't even know what we call it. It's not a sanctuary, but it is a it's like place. A, it's, where... it's like a, it's like a, um, it's like a city state kind of inside a, inside yeah. a Grand Canyon. Yes, exactly. And the reason that people have been able to gather here is that there is a giant aqueduct that can pull water from underneath the earth. So it's not radiated. So it is safe water. Um, and uh, in this place, we see all sorts of people who are mutilated or mm-hmm. mutated or, you know, people who have, for lack of a term, deformities. And I don't want to say that in a coded way, but it really is just like people mm-hmm. who have, you know, something that is on there. And a lot, we see a lot of those people early yeah. on and it sets mm-hmm. up the world of like, yeah, this is a post-apocalyptic society where p- humans are, are kind of fucked. They're kind of right. fucked up. We yeah. see a lot of that within um, the, the city state there. Well, I mean, we, and, we, we, um, we see that with the, um, so the, the city state's run by this, this, guy named imperator joe and he is kind of grotesque also there's a lot of grotesque people in this movie it's 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 like you have the two ends of it you have the you have the sort of like um the proletariat who are the people who are who have i think had um deformities or do not look like traditional like like people today um i you know either through um lack of nutrition or or just through you know forced evolution because of lack of resources but then you also have the sort of bourgeoisie who are all portrayed as being very you know um opulent and 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 in many cases in many cases just like physically like fat and large just to show like excess yes but yeah especially contrasted with with how everyone is clearly barely getting food starving you know they even say don't become addicted to water you know don't get used to having water it will cause you to thirst which will cause you to like basically lose your mind and mm-hmm. you'll you you will have to sustain on it so that's yeah. like even part of the theming of there and there yeah and and um Mad Max is captured he's taken to the citadel and from there it is established that uh, they are doing a supply run to gas, gas city, gasoline city. Can't remember exactly what it's mm-hmm. called. Um, but the bullet farm and gas to, city. Yep. Yep. The bullet farm and gas city. That's the two places that they have to stop by. And uh, Furiosa is the one that's heading it. She has a big rig. They call it, I believe the war rig. Yep. The war um, rig. And it, it's, it's the, a giant tanker, like a semi tanker, basically yeah. filled with water. And 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 then and then and then they also have um, mother's milk, which they with which is a great scene of them of them having actual lactating women getting getting pumped. Yes, um, and as, and as you mentioned with the opulent stuff, they are clearly like more well fed. They are taken care of, and it looks like like their whole life is literally just sitting there lactating. I mean, you know, they, for, and... they they look like a human version of a of a of a, of a milk cow essentially. Yes, yeah, that is that is very accurate. Um, and you know, there's, there's a scene where they're, you know, they're testing it, tasting it. And, uh, um, I always want to call him immortal Joe, even though it is mm-hmm. imperior, <laughs> imperior Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess actually he's called a, a Mortan. I guess he is called a Mortan. 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 Yes. A Mortan, not a mortal, but a Mortan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and it was Imperator Furiosa. Yeah. And, and he's like, and yeah, he's sort of like a grotesque parody of a person in a way mm-hmm. like he's his skin is much more white 
on average, like like a, like chalky white. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to wear a mask, like a, a, a gas mask kind of thing on his face that is both designed to look like, you know, gnarly, you know, teeth, uh, yeah. teeth and jowls and stuff. Um, but it's just hooked up for him to be able to like help breathe and things. Mm-hmm. He has like this plastic armor that makes him look buff, you know, mm-hmm. on the outside and stuff, but it's clearly just like armor. It's it's not something yeah. that looks designed. Yeah. But yeah, and, and he like, has he he's, he's, he's a costuming yeah yes he 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 lives in a in a pool of water essentially he lives like in a pool and then he gets yeah. out and there's like his his skin has like boils and sort of growths on it and stuff it's all it's all very grotesque yeah um that, that is one of the things i just kept noticing is is different characters and seeing them introduced and then seeing their different uh ways that they have been affected by the nuclear holocaust uh, or the nuclear apocalypse one of them mm-hmm. being the uh one of the trader guys i believe he's from the bullet farm mm-hmm. ends up meeting up and he has like gout on his leg or he has like one giant you know uh <sighs> what would be the word swollen mm-hmm. leg on it. And, you know, so that's this, kind of his this deal. Is, this is the guy who's like the accountant. So like from the waist up, he's like wearing a suit and then a suit with nipple clamps. Of course. Yes. yes. It, it's one of those things where I think, I think one of the thing I really appreciated was that like, of course there is the like nerdy accountant guy in here, but he's also like half car essentially. Like, yeah, like, they take a lot of those tropes that I think you would see in other like action movies or, or like adventure movies. And they really turn it on its head. Like they have the guy playing guitar constantly and he's playing a double neck mm-hmm. guitar on a, on a, on a car that's completely covered in, in, in speakers and, and guitar amps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so it is just interesting because the the beginning of it is the 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 inciting event that kind of gets us to where why Mad Max is here, what they're trying to defend, everything is they go on the run, and uh, Furiosa, uh, as they're approaching Gas City, says, "Hey, we're going to take a left here and head toward this wasteland." Mm-hmm. And everyone in the caravan is sort of like, hey, what's going on? And you see, like, the cars, like, oh. one of the interesting things is that they'll just, like, drive their car up faster, you know, then kind of coast next to the person and yell at them, being like, hey, what are you doing? What's up here? And I'm just imagining, like, how are they, how are they yelling over these loud engines? But, you know, yeah. su- suspension disbelief and everything. Yeah, but, I, um, I, I liked the, um, I liked the part where the the war boys kind of like hops on top of the cabins like hey what's going on she's like yeah we're taking a detour we're going east yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and he's like he's immediately like yeah we're going east everyone you fuckos get yeah. okay let's fucking go let's do it yeah and yeah. they just go they're driving off and uh and morton joe sees that and then gets you know gets a report and then he's just like, oh, fuck, what's she doing? Oh, this goddamn bitch. Oh. Yeah. So then they have to get in their machines well, so, so and start the what, chase. What he realizes is that Furiosa has stolen his wives. Oh, yes. That's he has stolen detail. his five wives. Yes. Um, they're five like beautiful women, including um, um, Zoe Kravitz and, yeah. and, and Riley Keogh and um, three other beautiful women, one of whom is very pregnant also. Yes. Um, and they have already delivered one son to him. He has a son in the movie, but um, they they leave behind like graffiti messages on the in the in the the area where they were staying that says like um, who destroyed the world and and people cannot be people cannot be owned. Um, yeah. And so Furiosa Furiosa is taking the wives to the green place is is really the thing that the the, the impetus or the the sort of mission there. Yeah, and even that detail, I love that you know it's she's taking them to this sort of like 
mythological, you know, they've heard of it, but they don't know if it exists, but yep. she's a believer kind of deal. Um, and yeah, so they are just basically getting, trying to get out of the Citadel and get these women to safety where they're not essentially being, you know, I, I'm assuming assaulted, you know, by yes. uh, Joe in order to produce a child. L- live as slaves essentially to him. Yes. Um, and he is so fucking pissed. So he takes the crew and they get in there. Now, how Max gets involved in this is, as you, you talked about it earlier, <laughs> they use him as, quote, a blood bank. And what a that means is bag. that he is a, a blood bad. Yes, he is a healthier person and he is literally attached with, um, an IV to, you know, to a person to person, yeah, tube that his blood is dripping from and was probably the I, I saw people explode people get you know blown up chopped up whatever the part where he is just dealing with the needle and his IV made me almost throw up because wow. it was so I could not handle uh-huh. how like thinking about getting that in him and the blood draining and stuff like oh it was, it was yeah. awful so but basically he was, he, yeah so the, the um um, Immortan Joe has his army of what he, what are called war boys. They're these like very pale looking, um, there's pale looking like like early twenty something guys. Yeah, um, they all they're all they're all bald. They all they kind of look as if they have like an albino condition, but that's not I think it. It's just that they are malnourished and yes. they call them um what is it, like half life war boys because they think they're, yes. they're intended to live half as long as everyone else. But then they've they've also been baked like brainwashed with this mentality of I'm gonna die and I'll come back to life again. Um, and 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 then I'm also gonna go to the gates of Valhalla. So so they're basically like kamikaze um yeah. soldiers. And so what what the um when Max is taken as a blood bag, his blood is actually being used to infuse directly into Nux, who is the who is the war boy, the main character war boy that we that we follow throughout the movie. Yes, played by my darling Nicholas Holt, my one of my top uh crushes who he looks gnarly in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a good job of like, like his, the biggest thing is like his lips are so chapped mm-hmm. and it just looks like scar tissue has been like covering his lips. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's, they make them look gnarly. Yeah. Like they, b- before they go out to, to fight, they like cover their mouths in this like chrome paint. I think yes. just to, it's, it's very much trying to be like, like we are going to go out and get glory sort of, sort of idea, like ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, it's, it's a, honor that they get to get this this spray paint painted in their mouths and when they first did it i'm like are they just huffing paint what is going on but you learn that that's basically like a ritualistic thing they do just before they sacrifice themselves you know as you said to get to the gates of Valhalla, and and even that level of like incorporating old world like like old world pre you know nuclear uh disaster um uh Concepts. The, the, yeah, the things that slip in like that. Okay, uh-huh. so like, you know, it's not like Christ or, or you know, uh-huh. Christianity or anything like that, but it's it's like Norse mythology for no reason, you know, yeah. just abused in here. But I like it. It's just, it's, it's like a warrior mentality and it's to build that up. And it's just really interesting. But uh, as they're going, um, you see them uh, trying to... Uh, they're chasing Furiosa. Yeah, they're chasing Furiosa. So there's always this like threat behind them of how close are they getting? Are they going to get there? Are they going to meet them? And the path that they're going on the left is not a road. It's not, there's no like direct pathway. It is just sand dunes left and right. And they are just driving. And we learn 
kind of throughout the film, it's a little early, but but we know that Furiosa basically has essentially said, I I know where the green place is. Like I personally have been there. Mm-hmm. So it's not one of those. So she's taking a route where she knows where she's going, or at least thinks she knows where she's going yeah. well, um, I mean, on all of that, yeah. which I found was really interesting. Yeah. And so um, they, the, the, the Imperator Joe party, or sorry, Morton Joe party catches up with Furiosa as part of this. Nux is a go is tries to tries to suicide, yeah. um, tries to suicide to take down the war rig, but Max gets free and well gets somewhat free and is able to sabotage it so that um so that they their car crashes and yeah. it looks it looks at the time like Nux is dead and Max is crawling out and Max is still tied like chained yes. to yes. to Nux through the car door. Um, yep. And so, and and um, so he's dragging a car door, and he's carrying uh, an unconscious, what we think might be dead body. Yes, and he gets back up to Furiosa, and he's like, "Hello." <laughs> yeah. So they 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 have they have having us having evaded having evaded the, the 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 caravan. They stop, and then you get this you get the scene of Max coming up, and they're all just kind of like it, this one felt a little like. A little cheesy. It was like, oh, the girls are the girls are are taking you know they're 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 having a wet t shirt contest, so they're all they're all bathing themselves with with a I giant with a giant too. fire hose off of this tanker truck. Oh yeah, because especially as water being a precious resource, you uh-huh. just see them like essentially not wasting it, but just like yeah. using it so sparingly. Uh-huh. Uh, and even the point where they they basically have a standoff, and Max has a gun, and they're basically like he's he's threatening to shoot any of the women mm-hmm. like he keeps changing his target and he's you know puts on furiosa and like it's going there and then he's like give me some water and we see him like open up the fire hose all the way and it's just like drinking and so much water is just like going past his mouth onto the ground and i'm yeah, like, yeah that's a precious don't waste that water what I are mean, you doing with all that water i mean that that's true but also the way that, the way that they doled the water out of like the giant spigot like above the crowd felt like oh yeah yeah that's just that's it's just par for the course, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and we should say so. It's an uh, it's an underground aqueduct, but it is three giant tubes yep. that they have a mechanism mm-hmm. that they just pull back and forward. And it ha- it's funny, it has like off, and then there's a full, but there's like different settings. But each time they use it, we just see it go to full, mm-hmm. and it uh, water just pours out of these giant tubes yeah, like onto a the crowd yeah. below. Yes, yeah, like a waterfall. Then he shuts it off and they're like taking dirty water from the ground and they're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. even scoop that up. And that's when he gave the, the whole don't get addicted to water speech. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We, we see how much water mm-hmm. like is a driving force for all of this. So yeah. then to later on see water being handled a little bit haphazardly, you do feel like, oh my God, like, is this going to come back and bite them that they're using this water now or whatever? Yeah. Like, you know, we we know gasoline is already a big thing that is rare and that's why they're having to do the gas run and stuff. So it's like all of these, pre- these re- resources that we take for granted in our society become much more, you know, precious there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, that is why it, it's, it even comes up because, when they're doing the chase, they're essentially like, why are we chasing this? Why are we chasing these women, this one woman? Like, we're wasting so many resources just mm-hmm. to go get them. And and for Joe's, it's like, because these are my wives, they're my property. Like, it's my future. I'm trying to have a lineage. So, like, he's just all in the male gaze of it all mm-hmm. and can't see past the fact that something that belonged to him got away and it's his right to get it back. And he'll use whatever resources he can yes. to go do it. He'll including kill his, as many people from will his die allies. along yep. the way. Yep. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Call, and he calls in the people from Gas City and the Bullet Farm too. So now it's everyone in this region that we've sort of have vaguely been introduced to are all after Furiosa. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when, when Max shows up with them, he there's, there's the standoff. At one point he does shoot one of the, the wives in the leg. And Furiosa yeah. says that you shot, you shot his favorite wife in the leg. And he's like, Oh fuck. Um, yeah. This is also really where we get introduced to the wives and their sort of dynamic. They, they are, they are like, they, they, they kind of have this sort of mentality of being like, like sheltered children almost because I think they've, they've, they've lived in captivity. Some, yeah. like some of some, at least one of them is, is saying like, no, we should go back. We should like, they, it wasn't so bad under him. And the other ones are saying, no, we have to go together. And you can kind of see how like Furios is acting kind of like a, like a den mother to them. Um, yes. And, and, and I forget, I forget the specifics. The the main takeaway is that Max tries to escape with the war rig, but he can't get away because Furiosa has a kill switch, like a kill switch um, chain that, that has to be that has to be set in order for the war rig to run. Um, but then, but then as they're sort of squabbling, the the Joe's army gets starts catching up with them, so they have to keep yeah. going. Yeah, you can see him in the background, and you can. Hunt. What I also found was so interesting was the use of the guitar and it's diegetic sound because there's not there's not really a soundtrack to this film um most of what you hear is just the stuff that is happening within the context of it Mm -hmm. and so one of the sound cues that we always know of how far away joe and his army is is how loudly we can hear that guitar music because that guitar music is always happening when he's around um and it's it's one of the most iconic images of the movie you've you've probably seen it uh, listening out there, but uh, it it was neat. I, I wasn't blown away by by all of that kind of stuff, but I did think, wow, this is really interesting that they built these rigs and drove these rigs around in the desert and oh, just yeah. had like people hanging off of it. And so, like, that's the impressive part of it. Like, that's the part that I of the the making of this movie was. Yeah. I kept going back to being like, wow, they really just like shot all this shit in the desert. The, the thing I didn't know, the thing I didn't realize until I read the Wikipedia just before we recorded this is every single vehicle was practical and functional, which is yes. insane. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing that I think people were totally blown away by was uh, n- there is minimal use of CGI. I couldn't tell you what was CGI in this mm-hmm. film very often, but every one of the vehicles was a vehicle they built, yeah, and drove around. Mm-hmm. So when you're seeing stunts with these vehicles driving and they're just like flipping and going over each other and stuff. I believe almost every single one of those stunts was just done by mm-hmm. people out there. And it's, it's, it is impressive. It is, it's for a stunt work is an art that a lot of times is taken for granted, especially in our CGI ridden world where it's like, okay, we can make people, you know, fly and do any sort of power and things like that. Just to see like people doing, you know, the, the mm-hmm. action up close and and knowing that they they felt the heat coming off of the fire of these vehicles you know it's like all real like yeah it, it, it i i get it i get i get what people are blown away by this it's it, it is pretty neat <laughs> yeah. yeah so so they, they they keep going um furious has made a deal with these bandits in this canyon to let them pass through and they they the the bandits see that they're getting chased by a, a giant army and they're like what the fuck, man? Yeah, this, this wasn't part of the deal. The, the part of the deal was not you bringing this entire you know crew coming after you and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Firos is like, well, that's the deal that we got. And we brought this thing of gasoline for you. So we're fulfilling our part of the deal. Um, Yeah, basically, the, the, the next like hour of the movie is just them getting chased. I, I, I don't know that there's a whole lot of specifics. Um, Nux is there. Nux, Nux wakes up and it's revealed that he's he's um he's alive and he's he's he he initially he's he's gonna sabotage to help 
bring them back to Joe. And then after a certain point, he kind of he's kind of just fearing for his life. And at one point, um, the wife played by by Riley Keogh, the, the one with red hair, finds him in the back of the rig. Um, and, and she's, and she's, and she, she immediately takes a liking to him. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she sort of has pity on him and it's cause they understand how these people are all brainwashed, you mm-hmm. know? And so she knows that he's probably naive and more innocent than he lets on and yeah, lets him live. Doesn't mention anything about it. Um, so that they can, you know, continue, uh, moving on and stuff. Um, I do remember at some point the gasoline that they were supposed to have, yeah. um, they detach it and that thing just fucking explodes in a giant fireball, which then, you know, alerts sort of uh, the the other people within this group that they were trading with being like, ah, that was our gasoline, damn it. And then they start also trying to like <laughs> get involved with Furiosa and things like that. But yeah, they get out of the canyon. Mm-hmm. They are able to sort of... Um, escape through a collapsed area that stalls them but we see a morton joe in his vehicle basically just rides over the rubble and again a really interesting practical effect where we just see a giant car with giant wheels riding over rocks and shit and navigating this thing it's very i can tell it's real because it's so slow it's not trying to be unrealistic like it is slowly going over and you can Mm -hmm. see each tire hitting a part of 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 a stone and then slowly driving to make sure that it doesn't flip and then they get through Mm -hmm. and they continue the chase um onward trying to find furiosa and stuff where this ends up is Furiosa goes to where the green place was because that is where she was born and she's from there. And when she gets there, there is a group of women. It is well, all women that are at this location. Before we get there, before we get there, they there's a long sequence where they get stuck in a, in a swamp. And oh yes! Oh the, yes! So they get stuck in the mud. I think this is this is this is when Nux reveals himself to be to be on their side and wants to help them because they're because they're trying to figure out how to get the the war rig stuck out of the mud. The, it's a it's a really gross looking swamp. There's these there are these yeah. crows. There are these large crow like people walking around on the ground. Um, it, yeah, it looks it's it people looks, on stilts and stuff walking. Yeah, around. it looked like Death Valley. Like just 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 in terms of like just just so like kind of kind of um uh, morose and 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 not not a place you would want to hang out they eventually do get the war rig out they do end up they do end up at the place a place where um furiosa recognizes there's basically like um electrical towers like yes. like pre pre-apocalypse elect- electrical towers and there's a there's a woman on top of a pole who's crying for help and max is like yeah that's bait don't don't t- yep. don't do it but furiosa <laughs> I, I'd Furi- see, I, oh sorry go ahead, go ahead. I'd seen that meme, like, I happened to see that meme, like, a day or two before I saw it, so I remembered, oh, right, I gotta wait for this line to come. So when it came, and it was just the naked woman on the pole, I'm like, this is probably it, and he goes, nope, that's me. I'm like, yeah, there's the line, he said it. Um, yeah, and so then Furiosa gets out and says, hey, I'm I'm Furiosa, I used to live here, I used to go here, um, and then that's when the, that's when the, um, the, the, the what was, the, what was the term, the, the many mothers, something like I that? I think, yeah. The, the many it's, mothers reveal themselves. Yeah, and and it's um, they basically get there, and they um, the oh uh, Vivali uh, v- Vivalini Vivali yeah. v- it's play on Volva obviously, but Vivali it's hard to say V U V A L I N I 
Um, but they are the group of women that are there and they recognize Furiosa when she was kidnapped as a child. Like basically one of the older women that's there looks and he's like, oh my God, it is her. So Furiosa is like, hey, we're here. We're trying to find the green place. And the women are like, oh no, the, the radioactive, like the poison came and the land died up. And yeah. you, you is... drove, you drove through the green place to get here. And they're yes. like, oh, it's the swamp. Fuck. Yeah. And so she just breaks down. And it's like, we did this whole escape. This was our plan. Uh And we get there. And now everything that we have fought for is for naught. Like we, they're just going to come and follow us from behind. And and, and the, 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 the gang of mothers, there's, there's, there's only a few of them. Whereas previously, I think they were a much more robust society. There's only a few of them. Um, and th- this is also the where we're introduced to this idea that one of the mothers is the keeper of the seeds, and she has basically yeah. like a a bag full of um, pre-apocalypse seeds of different types of plants yeah. that, that previously they were growing there, but they couldn't that they are um, th- that they can't grow anymore, and that's why that's why they're basically there's only a few of them left. Yeah, um, all heirloom, they're heirloom seeds too. That was a nice little detail that she added. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and so th- that. They're there for a while, and they're basically, what do we do there? And I believe it's Max who brings up and says, well, we know of a place that has water. Actually, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. They they decide we are gonna we have enough fuel on the motorcycles to go to drive. Um, they they're, they have 160 days worth of resources. They're gonna try to drive across the salt to find yes. something else on the other side of this like salt sea. Yes. And, and they and the t- they leave, the and Max ocean. is like, yeah, Max is like, Max is like, um. Good luck with that. I'm I'm going I'm going. But then he has a vision again of his I guess his daughter, which I didn't realize. He has a vision mm-hmm. of all these people who have died, and he realizes yeah, they're not gonna find anything out there. Yeah. Um and that's when he that's when he catches back up with them and convinces them to go back to the Citadel because the Citadel is is currently unguarded because we know that Joe took his entire army after them. Yep. So as long as they get to the Citadel first. They can close it off and then and 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 sort of you know make take a stand there is the is the thought. Yeah, and you know they have to kind of get convinced on it, but Furiosa eventually is like, you know what, this is our best bet. I agree with you. Yeah, because because one of the things that is that isn't explicitly stated, but the Salt Sea is literally the ocean. All all of the oceans have dried up because of the nuclear apocalypse. So. They're like, okay, well, we're in Australia. We'll just go over this giant, you know, cell area on our motorcycles and just get to a new place. And no, it's probably going to be as barren as this place is. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're expecting to find there, but you won't find it. Um, I thought, I thought that was an interesting turn that this place ended up not existing, mm-hmm. and it was sort of a. Not a, not a red herring. I would say it's not really MacGuffin, but it's like a red herring yeah. uh, in terms of the plot. And that the real thing is we're going to take down the hierarchy that is here. And we're going to try and help free the people that mm-hmm. are already there. And it comes back to to that, you know, sort of, uh, 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 you know, dealing with how do you take off the yoke of oppression in an area where the resources for you to do that are so tightly controlled? And are basically not within your reach, and, and as you said, sort of the the hubris of Morden Joe is what ends up costing it because he does bring his whole army, and then they are able to set up, you know, traps and rigs to try and take out as as much as they can. Like they've already lost stuff on the way mm-hmm. to getting them, so how much yeah. more can they lose if they go back the way that they came and cause right. them to try and like follow them and stuff? Yeah, because they're also pretty like at this point they're like the. 
they're kind of counting down and realizing that they've probably cleared the rubble by now. The stuff's going to be coming through. They will eventually come and find us. Like there's, yeah. it's not an option just to like stay here and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they basically essentially turn around to head back to the Citadel. Joe continues chasing them and they have a, they have a large, essentially they, they essentially have a, like a big battle to, yeah. to, to, to sort of break through and, 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 and to take out Joe um do you want to describe it there's a lot of different little bits of that um it's okay it's hard to describe um they okay so they are fighting along the way they the women kind of go in with their motorcycles and stuff and they sort of set some traps they blow up some of the vehicles but like uh, most of them end up dying uh during it Mm -hmm. they are going back to the canyon where they came from. And as they're going, um, Joe finds them and he starts to like basically just get in front of the rig and he's just trying to have it slow down by not being able to get it. Um, Joe is fighting. Joe is fighting him more than Joe's son at this point because he has this like a, 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 a like a, his son's just like a big adult. Like You mean Max is fighting? Max is, oh yeah, you're right. Max is fighting Joe's son, who's just like this big guy. Um, they end up, they end up like killing him. Um, they, they are trying to k- k- get back um, Zoe Fury, Kravitz's Fury. character. Toast is what she's called. Yeah. Um, so she gets captured. So then they're just trying to rescue her to get him. And in yeah. really one of the, <laughs> in the scene that like it happens before you kind of realize what's happening they are able to. She gets his Immortal Joe's mask caught, yeah, and rips it off his fucking face, and yeah. it just takes his entire lower half with him, and he's dead. He is just done right there. There's yeah. no big standoff. There's no yeah. like, oh, we're gonna blow you up. We're having. He just is mm-hmm. dead there, yeah. and I was like, oh shit, like yeah. okay, yeah. they really are just going for this. Yeah, because well, once once Furiosa was on his car. Like yeah. to get back to get toast back, it was like okay, yeah, no, I see what's gonna happen here, and then yeah, and then it literally it, it literally happens, and they don't even comment on it at the time. They get they pull into the citadel, and 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 the, the everyone's like, what the fuck's going on? Furiosa, mm-hmm. what is what is going on? And she's like, hey, we brought you a present, and they dump his body out. Yep. Yeah, and 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 during this, um, Nux does die because he crashes the the Warwick. rig in order to block the canyon. Yeah, again. he, he so sacrifices like block it. He he sacrifices himself to to save to save the wives and to save Max and yes. Joseph. And, and that's and when gang um, members, yeah, yeah, and that's when the son uh, <laughs> Rictus. Yeah. He looked up his his name, Rictus Erectus. Um, he, he, that's where he dies as well. And so even Joe's son, so there's not like, you know, there's not going to be a, well, I'm now the king because of my dad or whatever. It's like their bloodline is gone Uh and they get there and it's basically like, y'all are now free essentially. Right. Um, Furiosa is like dying, but Max, um, does a blood transfusion again in a scene that made my body hurt. (laughs) <laughs> they established at the beginning of the movie he's a universal donor. He has a universal donor blood type. Yes, they yes. make a big deal of that. And so then, yeah, um, she because she gets stabbed. She's she thinks she's dying. That's why she goes after Joe. She kills Joe. Um, there was also a, a bit of a moment when they get there because it's like there, there are still like the war boys. There are still people who were loyal to Joe. Yeah, like, are they gonna like 
accept this that and then as soon as they as soon as they see joe's dead body it's like everyone's like yeah that guy sucked fuck that guy yeah yeah and to the to the point where they they, they just like the mob descends and literally rips his body apart like yeah. you see like a leg it's like a hand like it's it's so wild they just go crazy and they're like haha joe's dead rah, 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 rah. yeah um and so they they then get to they so the, the deal is they they drive the car onto like a uh, a giant steel like um lift lift yes thank you and like so the, the thing is are yeah are you gonna lift us up or not and the person in power remaining is basically like um well looking at how the people are reacting to this I'm gonna say let's go with Furiosa and so they then you know raise them up that's the big deal and then when they get up there they open up the water for people the, and that's the, the 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 mother's milk mothers are the ones who open up the water while they're yes. being raised yeah yes and so you see the moms up there and they're doing it and the water is now available and furiosa is you know up on top of it and everyone's celebrating and then we see she sees max in the crowd and he sort of gives her like a nod and she gives a nod back and then you see max disappear into the crowd and Max does his thing where this this is just part of Max's deal. He just goes on his own after dealing with the events of the film and he's moving on with his lonely life to do some other bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is the end of the film. Yeah. It, it, it's this is a, a hard film to describe because it is truly visual. It is one of the most visually active films I've ever ever seen there's always something going on for the most part like movement or noise or like they're dealing with some sort like you just get a look into like oh we're gonna go underneath the rig and fix it and and there's you can look at all of the different elements they have cobbled together like i love um there's one point i think the war rig like you see in the back of it the front part is like a semi but they have half of a beetle like Mm -hmm. at the as the back portion of it and and you you there's no reason why it's just they have cobbled this together right you know yeah. to to build a thing but i you enjoy just seeing the um the way that everything is sort of just jerry-rigged together and you get different parts of things that you recognize done in a way that is totally new like yeah, exactly yeah and that's sort of what this film was it did a lot of things that you recognize but it takes it as such a specific angle Especially in terms of like focusing on the cars and the vehicles, but not just being like, oh, because we want to show off cool cars and vehicles. It's like, no, this is their world. Like their yeah. world revolves around the control of these things. So you mm-hmm. get the stakes of like when every single car blows up or they're having to like, you know, pump a bunch of gasoline. Like a lot of times there, a lot of the scenes is actually, it's like, oh, we're going to have a standoff on whose car is more powerful. And there's literally a point where there's a, a, a power off where, um, Nux is trying to siphon gasoline and spit it into the engine directly. Yeah, yeah. When they want to give it a boost, it essentially, yeah, they're, they're literally yes. he's literally pouring gasoline from his mouth into the into a pipe into the, directly into the engine. Yeah, so then the other car, the other guy gets on top of it. He starts pouring gasoline directly into its engine in order to catch up, you know. And so it's it's little things like that where the the it, it's a very male heavy movie in terms of things that are traditionally more 
male oriented interested yeah. in those things like it's not it's you know you can just watch it and enjoy it for what it is but it definitely is like oh oh, oh, oh look look at the big rigs look at the, the explosions and all this kind of stuff it's so fucking neat um which it is but yeah there, there was a little bit of distance for me i think because it was just like pouring out so much testosterone <laughs> you know even, and even even the women who are highlighted you know they're highlighted for their strength and for their ability to like fight and things like that the women yeah. the contrast is the by women who are essentially just there because they're beautiful and right. that's the one trait that they have which sure. them but, so but over the course yeah. of the movie they they take action like they are they're increasingly oh, yeah. part of the combat like in the last sequence they do a lot in terms of in terms of participating and so yes. it, it, it really it goes from them sort of being damsels to fighting for themselves in a way which i really appreciated yeah exactly but but that fight you know it's all element of fighting and mm -hmm. and that sort of part on there but i i thought the acting was really incredible from everyone all of the characters were super realized they were heightened in a way that wasn't super cartoony which i appreciated because when you think of a like a movie like this it would be really easy to push everything over the edge sure. but a lot of it is just when they're doing that, it's because they're doing displays of spectacle and they're trying to make themselves bigger. But then you have moments where they're small, you know, like in Morton Joe, yeah. there's moments where he's just sort of like doing his thing. He's just driving. And you're like, yeah, no, he's not like the biggest, you know, the biggest person in this moment. But then, you know, of course he has to posture anytime that he can. And so being able to, to have that sort of acting ask where you need to be like big, but also like within the world of this context so that everything makes sense together. And I think yeah. they did a good job with that. I mean, I, I, I my quibbles with Tom Hardy side, I will say I, I kind of felt like they, they went a little hard on the wives being almost like children at first. And mm -hmm. then they kind of mature over the course of the movie. I didn't, I didn't love that at first. Like I, I totally understood what they were going for. It just, that just did, like, I just didn't like that choice. I think is, is really it. Um, it you, the worry of, is this, is this just portraying women as infantilized? Yes, and, exactly. Like, not capable of doing right. anything. And, and despite the fact that you have Furiosa as the immediate contrast right. there. So but, like, but, but because Furiosa is so capable and so strong. Yeah. It, it, the contrast of that only makes it, only brings it into stark clarity of, of how just like helpless these women are as yeah. but oh, yeah again the, the film you know it evolves and it gives them growth it, I'm, I, I I think it's more just like to me it was there's that was a choice to make I don't think it's an invalid choice it just wasn't the choice I would have made yeah oh yeah and there's a few things like that in here where it's like that's not the choice that I would make but also at the same point I wouldn't make a I wouldn't make a Mad Max movie you know that's that's, that's not where my brain goes anyways um but I appreciate that it wasn't I also appreciate that they had story in here that there mm -hmm. was good lore and good story and it wasn't just like let's compare to a different movie we watched for not a hate watch a fast and furious where truly the story is like sometimes so incomprehensible because it's just for excuse to set up a scene where a car does this or they do this cool thing and like well we're trying to like just script this all together it's like no all of the action and all of the things that we do that set up these action points are very much narrow and specific for that moment in the plot. And you understand why everyone is doing what they're doing. Even if you don't necessarily agree with it all, you're like, yeah, no, I get the character motivations, even though most of it is being done with the action of, of vroom, vroom, boom. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, we are, we are recording this um, very close to when the first Furiosa trailer dropped which is mm -hmm. the prequel to Mad Max Fury Road coming out that stars Anna Taylor-Joy. So I was going to ask you a question. After having seen Mad Max Fury Road, is your curiosity or your desire to see Furiosa 
is is that there at all or is that something i'm i'm good with this film i don't need to live in this world anymore i don't i'm not sure i think i think i'm probably good just because again as as much as i admired this movie it just it wasn't as much for me in terms of like i i, I don't know I, i'm torn because i really did like the world building but i also kind of like it was novel, but then I kind of got a little sick of it. Um, yeah. I, I I feel like I'm trashing the movie, and I really don't want to be. Like, I really did like the movie, but it just wasn't. It just wasn't the sort of thing. Like, I think if I hadn't watched this, I would have been okay. Um, I'm happy I did, but also like I don't feel compelled that I need to go out and see Furiosa. Is my thought. I am in the same boat as you. I'm. It, it, I'll catch it if it's something where like, oh, if 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 people asked me to go. Or like when it's out on streaming or anything, you know, I could see myself popping it on there. Um, part of me is almost like, okay, maybe it's the theatrical experience that really sends this to a top five. I'm sure, I'm like sure it most, does. most of the people I know who love it saw it in theaters. Like that yeah. is the thing is they they were just like this movie mm-hmm. fucking blew me away in theater and like that experience is hard, you know, on a big screen where I was watching it with my friends who has a big TV. So like I, and, and yeah. good sound. So I was getting a very nice mm-hmm. experience from it. But yeah, I could tell her a few moments where I was like, yeah, I could see this on a big screen playing really, really well. So I'm vaguely tempted. I think I liked, I'm like you, I like the world building of Mad Max. Like I'm fascinated with post-apocalyptic stories and how they choose to build the world there what elements they take like where we get from a past society alex and i just watched last night um the animated movie wizards which is set in a post-apocalyptic world but that one is like oh and fairies and and elves and magic and stuff all comes from it and you're just like oh this is just an excuse for you to use like the fantasy creatures that you like ralph lasky um and you just did these other things with it um, but even in that film, like the power is propaganda and it's because these people found Nazi propaganda and they use that to fuel their evil armies. I'm like, okay, that's the part of the world that you're bringing from the past into here and stuff. And in this, it's stuff like the guzzling, you know, the the worshipness of like the power and like all these artifacts that they have collected. It It is interesting to me because it does feel like not enough, if, if Mad Max was there like pre-apocalypse, it feels like, not enough time has quite passed for me for them to have lost all sense of language and things like that. But at the yeah. same point, I, I, it's not worth getting into and thinking of that much about it because the characters within the world, they all understand the logic of it. And clearly this is their lived experience. So it never got to the point where I was like, oh, but you can pick any of these things apart and, and start to wonder about the logic of it all. It's just more interesting if you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I'm curious, like, what do you think we learned about Charlize watching this movie? Because that, that is the purpose of this show, is to, yeah. to sort of follow her through line. Um, I mean, I, I liked that she got she got more to do action-wise. And yes. there was definitely a lot, like, like she is a she is the I think one of the right actors to have played the role of Furiosa because in terms in terms of her ability to emote with her face I think yep. like you, you and I have talked about sort of the otherworldliness I think that helped sep- separate her a little bit from the other characters yeah she 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 is like she has this very confident voice that she's using um I think I think especially compare compare the voice she's using here to her role in young adults it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like you might not believe it's the same person almost. Um, I know, I know it, it, it was a big deal that she shaved her head for the role. Yeah, it, I, what I found interesting is her playing a role that removed 
almost every stereotypical feminine aspect of her personality and how hard she can go. Like, I really appreciated her ability to sort of, like, disappear into this character. And you can understand, like, the pain and all of, like, the the dry, like, the hate, like, the built hatred of, like, why she would want to rebel against the society. And it's raw and it's real. And it's in those quiet moments, too, when, like, okay, we're not moving the big rig and stuff. And, like her just trying to find motivation. Like she, as you said, she's a den mother to these um, women. She also has to stand up and be a leader and defend herself. You know, she's uh, clearly capable of being standing toe to toe with Max, our like hero character, the one that's supposed to, you know, the, the one that we're focusing on in terms of, of who is supposed to get the upper hand in these things, but she can go toe to toe with him and, you know, turns on allies with him. I, I just, I really enjoy... I just enjoyed her in this film. I enjoyed seeing her just differently, very differently from how we have in the other films. You know, if, if we, especially comparing this from our last film we watched, Snow and the Huntsman, where she's dripping in like high camp costuming that is super sexy and super like ostentatious. And in this, she's like a moment where she just wipes like grease over her eyes to get like a black streak across it and everything is dirty and gross and it's a shaved head there's no no sort of aesthetic to be pleasing at all and yet she still carries through and is such a a strong presence who still look great like she still fucking looked great i mean um, she's a very attractive woman yes yeah exactly that's the one thing who's like damn she, even when they try and like really make her as rough as possible she's still gorgeous like it's yeah. so insane um yeah i really liked it i i i she definitely and and tom hardy for me were the two things that i really enjoyed the most just their interactions and their interplay mm-hmm. Um, and stuff, you know, um, in terms, if we're talking about non-explosive boom boom parts, because like there are some great, there are some great sets tonight. Like wrecking so many of those fucking cars. Like, yeah, I, I admittedly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Again, much more than like a Fast and Furious, and I've seen enough Fast and Furious to me where I'm just like, God damn it, why did I waste my time watching these instead of having gone back and watched Fury Road? You know, when I could I mean, have been doing because there's only one Fury Road, and there's like a million Fast and Furious movies. I know. Um. I also just, you know, I, I mean, for me, it was, it was very much Charlize anchoring onto her. Like, I'm, I'm a huge Riley Keough fan. Um, I, I, I will watch pretty much anything she's in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be interesting because the next movie we're gonna watch for this show is Atomic Blonde, which yeah. was, which was, which was another sort of action movie. And this was the one that really kind of, like, well, while Fury Road, she's, she's definitely participating. Uh, Atomic Blonde is the one that really sets Charlize Theron up as an action actor. I think, yes. again, because it is more of the traditional sort of martial artsy um, spy slash thriller action movie. Um, I'm, I, I, let's talk about Atomic Blonde. Have you, ha, what is your familiarity with it? Um, so I remember when the trailer for this film came out mm-hmm. and I was extraordinarily intrigued by it. Um, I don't know why I didn't end up seeing it because it was on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know, but I, 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 I'm, we, we made a shared list of, of movies that we wanted to pick from this. This was one that ended up on both of ours. And I put it on here simply because it's like, I felt like I just should have seen this already. You know, I, I, it's Mm -hmm. the type of film that I do enjoy. It looks very stylistically done. I I remember the, the trailer had a lot of like neon coloring and Mm -hmm. things like that. And she was in some like very, um, I'm trying to think of the word, not fashionable outfits, but like, you know, really like interesting. And, and, yeah, yeah. Interesting outfits and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like, like the cover that I had on her, she's sort of wearing like a one, like a, a one piece suit and things like that. So I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm intrigued, but I don't know what this movie's about. I have no fucking clue. I don't know when it's set. I don't know if it's a alternate universe, if it's in our universe. I don't know anything about this. Like the trailer didn't give me enough too, to kind of go off of. It was just like, hey, come see Charlize Theron be really cool and shoot at things. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I, I'm okay with that. This was in the, the post period of the first John Wick where it felt like they were just trying to, you know, John Wick, oh. but a girl now. John Wick, but it's Liam Neeson. John Wick, but X. And so I think that's why I didn't see it at the time. I think I kind of dismissed it as being like, even though I, you know, I probably would like it. It was like, it's John Wick, but a girl and it's Charlize their own. And I think at the time I wasn't super crazy about the way it was kind of like hypersexual. Like, like I'm pretty sure there's scenes where she's like, I want to say from the trailer, there's a scene where she's like in a having a fight where she's wearing a giant pair of stilettos and stuff, like stuff like that. Okay. Felt like felt like I don't know about this, but then later I later I learned that well, one people I people whose opinion I respect really like this movie, and two I learned that there's a scene where I think there's a bisexual there's a bisexual sex scene in this movie. So oh my, so yeah, I think that's that's what I have to look forward to next okay. week. Okay, me too. Um, um, yeah, yeah. No, I I'm. Uh, I've really just been enjoying these Charlize films for the most part. Mm-hmm. Monster being the only exception to the rule. Um, and even then, I, her performance was fine. It was just like, I can't live in this fucked up place, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this for me, I think is good. And it's going to be a great contrast because the ones we have left are this, Tully, and um, Bombshell. Bombshell, which are really three very different films in of themselves so i think for this it's gonna be a contrast of we've seen aeon flux a highly stylized action film um mad max fury road another highly stylized action film um and now we get this one which sounds like it's going to be a different highly stylized action film but i like high style i like when films take chances and go for an aesthetic and just say this is the world that we're living in um you know, that that's an interesting contrast to our more grounded, you know, Diablo Cobley stories I assume that we're going to have, which are very much slice of life and everything like that. So, yeah, I feel like it's good for the Charlize Gamut uh, on there. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, too. And so join us next week in our next episode of She's an Actress. Whoa! Where we're going to talk about Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Wasn't there something we were going to leave for the end of this? I don't remember what it was, though. Oh, it was it was it was me playing Beef Week. So welcome to She's an Actress. Beef Week. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) All right, that has to go at the end. Okay.